It's time for the flea market on 620 CKRM. In town, call 936-6262. Long distance call toll-free, 1-866-767-0620. All right, well, this is a different kind of flea, I will tell you that. It's not your run-of-the-mill. As a matter of fact, we've, we've basically kind of put the flea on hold today because we're celebrating Canadian Western Agribition. It is 913, folks, and uh, our phone lines are open. We had Jim Wilson call us from uh, Verdon, Manitoba area. He's going to come on the line with us. We've got lots of other folks that we're going to be getting in touch with that know a little bit and a lot about agribition. We're looking for, for history and a, so much more. So just be patient. 936-6262 and one 866 Before we get into the first story, uh, welcome Jim Smalley. Are you there, Jim? I sure am. Thank you, Gloria. And this is a rare privilege for me to be on your show. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, this is going to be a lot fun, of a lot of fun. And across the way, social distancing, I'm going to let you introduce the man that's going to co-host with you. With me is Chris Lane, the CEO of Canadian Western Aggravation. Welcome to the flea market, Chris. Well, I'm glad to be here. This is a lot of fun, and I think we're going to have uh, a ton of fun and maybe... Uh, Go behind the scenes of Agribition did this morning a little bit. I love the song you picked first. You picked a song with uh, uh, Corblunt and listing all the various cattle breeds. That was well done. A good song. Well, I, you know, I'm not trying to try out for a music director here or anything, but uh, when I think of Agribition, Cows Around is a pretty good song to start the day with. It certainly is. So we've got the open lines. Uh, we're willing to take calls, uh, hear from you, give Gloria a shout. And uh, she'll take your uh, your call. Now, Chris, we want to talk about aggravation. Aggravation, though, I think we first should set the scene for right now. Right now, generally, this is aggravation week. I am having my busiest week of the year, but not this year. No, I think for all of us, our, you know, our internal clocks around aggravation are going a bit haywire this week. Because you're right, this is our traditional show week. And, and obviously, this year, it was going to be a week later because of Grey Cup. But sadly, you know, both of those events aren't happening. But... Yeah, anybody who's sort of, you know, uh, uh, book time in their calendar, it's the last full week in November, and that's this week. And yeah, so I, you know, we've been able to keep ourselves busy. Agribition is, has got some programs uh, out and running, and, and uh, um, certainly we're active. But you know what? It's not the same. It's not the same as uh, uh, packing uh, the park and packing the city with um, pickup trucks and cows and uh, people looking to have some fun. And um, so, yeah, the, the heart's a little heavy this week, but uh, we've got, you know, 49 shows worth of memories and good times to get us through this year and uh, we're really setting the stage for a big party next year and we're going to talk about that in a moment glory we've got some calls go ahead uh yeah well we've got jim on the line from manitoba but uh chris i don't know i think you might want to talk to bruce holmquist i don't know where bruce is calling from but it sounds like he's out on the tractor or something bruce how are you doing today i'm doing well thanks gloria hi hi jim and, and uh chris Good to hear from you, Bruce. Bruce, we have to set the scene here. Bruce, you're a past president of Agribition. If I remember correctly, what is it, Canistano you're from? Yeah, yeah, that's and, where I live. And, and, uh, and also, but you're also the man in charge of the Simmental Association. Yeah, I work for the Canadian Simmental Association. I wouldn't say I'm in charge. Uh, <laughs> I am the general manager, and, and uh, yeah. But uh, I don't really have one specific memory of Agribition, I guess. I have so many, and, and, you know, whether it be long-time uh, faces that have been there helping us, like you, Jim, uh, Gloria, you've been, been associated for a long time as well, and Chris most recently. 
but the thing I guess I'm most proud of and, and the biggest memory for me, although there's many of them around the show itself, uh, being an exhibitor and in the swamp and, and doing a lot of things that I'm glad there wasn't uh, cameras on phones to record. But, but the thing that I'm most proud of, I guess, is something that didn't even happen during Agribition. It was the $1 million contribution that Agribition made to the International Trade Center that was really the spark plug that got things rolling in the funding or the quest for funding. And a good example of how Agribition, although it's, it's uh, supported by the community, has given a lot back to not only the city of Regina, but the province as well. Bruce, you remind me of all the presidents that I've dealt with over the years since my first aggravation in 1975 from Bill Small on. They're all the same. They're all just incredibly giving of their time to journalists like myself who grab you around the corner. Hey, come over here, Bruce. I need an interview. I need to get some comments here from you. What about such and such? You're always accommodating, willing to talk, and that is key. And so is Chris here, too, Chris Lane. Just... When, when there's so much going on, I used to tell, after covering about 10 years of aggravation, I used to tell every journalist, at this show, every day, there is a scoop for every journalist sitting in this room. And we'd have over a dozen journalists sitting there. Every day, there's a scoop in this room or in this, in this show for you. And so your job is to go out and try and find it because there's that many good stories. I, I made a list yesterday it was sitting waiting to do the grain prices. And as I told Chris and Gloria this morning, we could go an hour and just my little list of items from stolen tails, the shoe polish story, uh, riding a Bronco bull, uh, the, the tent barns, the international visitors, Prince Philip's visit. They just go on forever, you know. So, Bruce, I just want to thank you for being so uh, accommodating yeah, no problem at all, Jim. One thing I'd like to add, though, is that, you know, everybody has a pretty hollow feeling over not having a show this year, but uh, plans are all in place. They're just delayed a year. Uh, we're going to have uh, the 50th anniversary next year. would have been the 50th show this year, but next year's the real anniversary. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're ready to roll, and, and hopefully things uh, work out. Good stuff. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah, and I just want to Thanks jump in there, Jim and and, yeah. and Bruce, and thank you for the call, and and obviously thank you for for everything that you've given to Agribition over the time. And you know, I for anybody who's listening that might not know exactly how the structure of Agribition works is, you know, there's a you know there's a handful of people like me around there who are staff, and that's our job. But really, the 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 bottled magic of the organization are these hundreds of volunteers that show up every year. And at the top of that list are, are people like our directors and people who step up to be presidents of the organization. I mean, those are people who have full-time jobs. Um, uh, in a lot of cases, they're producers themselves. And, you know, they do this all for free. That's a volunteer position, and it's, uh, uh, in, in a lot of cases, it's not easy. Um, they give their time. Uh, they give their expertise and wisdom. And, um, you know, every year they take a, a week off whatever they should be doing uh, in their life, in cases more than a week, and uh, and come spend it and help us run aggravation. So, you know, it's it's it, I just have to to say, um, you know, a real heartfelt thanks to any volunteer at any time who's given their time around aggravation. We wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about aggravation being around through this year if it weren't for the volunteers. And uh, just a quick story about, you know, when I um, when I first got this job, uh, I was pretty overwhelmed. 
um, you know, it's a, the, the, the mantle, the, the, the weight of sort of don't screw it up is pretty large <laughs> at Agribition. It's a big show. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm, and, and I'm at my desk and I'm trying to figure out exactly, you know, how all the pieces work. What, what is it we do here? How does it all work? And I'm sitting there, I got my financial books over here, I've got my staffing list over here, and then I've got all the events we do. In an aggribition week, we're doing over 100 events in six days. And none of them add up, and I can't <laughs> figure out, you know, how do you do all this with this? And I'm thinking, great, I've been here about 36 hours, and I've broken the place already. <laughs> but then uh, someone walks by my office and, and hands me the volunteer list and how all the committees are structured and where people come from and what they do. And it all started to make sense is that you know, the, the grease and the wheels that make agribition turn and make it so great is, is all these volunteers that show up by the hundreds and they do that every single year. Um, and that's what puts all those things together that I couldn't make sense of. And, uh, to watch that come together every year is real fantastic. It's real privilege and people like Bruce, and we're going to hear from some others, I think, who spend their time uh, helping us lead the organization. It's just, um, it's been fantastic. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. We do have uh, some people that are trying to get through and we've got somebody waiting on hold. We're also going to hear from one of our clients as well and their thoughts on agribition. Uh, 936-6262 and 1-866-767-0620. I know this could go on for a lot longer. Uh, we're looking for those quick stories and we've got some great people that are going to comment on the 50 years of Canadian Western agribition. All right, we're back. It's 925, and our mystery guest number two is somebody that uh, might just hold uh, Chris Lane accountable for a few things. We're heading out to the farm to talk to President Chris Lees. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gloria. How are things out at the ranch today? Oh, they're looking good. I mean, the weather's fine. It's only a few degrees below zero, so... Uh, sun is shining. The wind, I guess, is supposed to get up this afternoon, but uh, we're used to that. And, uh, you know, it's not 40 below like the early years at Agribition. <laughs> well, you would know about those. Uh, the guys, I'm sure Jim has many questions to ask you, and uh, you are on the air, so you can uh, say what a president would say. So, Chris, it's Jim Smalley here. How's things down in Arcola? Looking good this morning, Jim. Sun shining and not any wind yet, but I guess we're going to get the wind up before the day is over, but um, we're used to that. What's your most memorable thought or memorable memory of Agribition? Well, the most memorable one that I have that uh, I was involved in was uh, taking cattle to tie out. It's probably 30 years ago, and we had about 15 head there, and I had two great big bulls. I had a big bull that weighed 27 plus hundred pounds, and a stallmate right beside him. And we got out there on the racetrack, and uh, oh, we got over there by the agrodome, and security tried to stop me. Oh, you can't come here! You can't come here! We got to let the we got to let the rodeo guys in. And I said, rodeo guys need to be in a little ahead or a little after. And I mean, the track was full of cattle, and anyway, he's waving his arms and trying to stop me and I knew exactly how to make this bull roar and uh, so I just picked up the pace and started heading right for the security guard and all of a sudden I tugged on the bull's nose and he just bellered loud as you could imagine that old security guard backed up he said yeah yeah you go ahead sir go ahead and there was a thousand head right behind me so everybody had to wait that security guard he was scared right out of his tree that, I, I like that one. You know, you said how cold it was. That reminds me of the tent barns at minus 40. 
Well, I think every year was cold at Agribition, and people still talk about that today. You know, when they come, all I remember, you know, they haven't been here for 20 or 30 years, and all they talk about is how cold it was. And there was many, many days, 30, 40 below, and the wind was howling, and um, it was always cold, and the water taps were froze. Um, you tell those people now, you come on back, because you can... Get in that building, turn off your, take off your coat, and spend the next two days just walking around in comfort. Isn't that true? What a change. But I remember my car wouldn't start my first aggravation. I think it was 1975, but I was lucky. I was about six blocks due west of Exhibition Park, so I walked to work. All right, all right. You know, Chris and Jim, I would say that we've had a lucky run the last few years yeah. with weather at aggravation, so that hasn't really been a problem. If anything, we're popping all the overhead doors open to keep the air going and keep things cool inside. You know, it's interesting. One of the conversations I have a lot with people around town is they don't, you know, fully, um, you know, see the inner workings of the in and out of Agribition. And it surprises people that, that all those cattle need to go in and out um, every day. So, you know, the, the sort of back of house, if you were at Agribition, what we call tie-outs, where maybe the general public doesn't get to see a lot, but, you know, every... Uh, animal or just about every animal in those beef cattle barns uh, needs to find space outside and it's quite an operation to put them out there and, and so uh, you know it's fun to have the conversations with people who who might not you know see that inner workings and, and know how much of a of a deal the weather is for us all gloria. right go ahead gloria well chris uh good luck with uh what's going to be coming up in the next number of months i guess getting ready for calving season and all that and we miss seeing you in the city well, we're certainly, uh, you know, preparing for calving season this spring, but uh, our thoughts, uh, certainly for exhibitors, have been there for a number of years. You know, we're waiting for this calf, calf crop, and uh, we're we're already lining up our cattle to head for town. I mean, everybody has missed aggribition this year, and, I mean, that's evident by phone calls and social media posts that we see daily about how much they miss aggribition and I can't imagine 2021 being anything but huge and successful. It's uh, definitely on every agriculture producer's mind today and and we're all on a countdown really to aggribition 2021. Perfect. I still have that Cuban cigar for you to smoke on the first day of aggribition 2021 now. You and I'll do it together. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Chris Lees. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, we have a very, very special guest, not like Chris isn't and not like Jim from uh, Verdon area, but uh, here's somebody that I think that we really need to talk to because as the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan, he's got some words of wisdom today, Jim and Chris. Morning, David. Good morning. So, David, your thoughts of agribition? Well, Jim, it, it's uh, obviously uh, we're in a place we sure don't want to be. And uh, last year we were there, and uh, this year we would have been looking at the 50th anniversary, as uh, as Chris and uh, Chris had referred to. And uh, obviously, this is a big show for the livestock industry, not only here in Canada but in North America, but globally. Um, it, it's a show that attracts. Uh, uh, visitors from over 80 different countries from around the world. So really what that tells me, Jim, and I think it tells everybody, is just the class of livestock we have here in not only Saskatchewan, Western Canada, and uh, that people around the world want to come and see what uh, what we're doing here. And that, for me, is probably one of the most gratifying things to actually talk to some of these international buyers, which I last year did have the pleasure of doing, uh, is is really something to see and why they're here. So uh, it, obviously it's disappointing there is no show, but 
there's so many highlights to the show to talk about that uh, I hope we get a chance to talk about, Jim. Yeah, you talk about the quality. Uh, That's the first time I'd ever heard the phrase Northern Vigor, referring to our cattle, that they have a special quality because they have to a survival of the fittest with our weather that they tend to be very strong and, and very capable and very helpful for beef producers around the world. That's that's exactly right and I think that just shows really the breeding stock that we have here and that you know what the purebred industry has done in all sectors of the livestock industry and it's incredible. It really is and and those people don't get the recognition they really, really do deserve to get and this is a time for us, and this is a showcase that really acknowledges that. And uh, I think it's really it's important for us uh, in the industry to really promote what uh, agribition is and what it does for the industry here, and also to really showcase the producers that show their cattle here, are very proud of what they do. And I think, Jim, the one thing that I've seen going through the barns in all the years I've gone through is it's all really about family and intergenerational too. And I think that is an important point to make. Uh, I've seen grandfathers, fathers, sons and grandsons all all in one, uh, you know, in one family working together. And that is, to me, absolutely incredible and uh, really a joy to see. Volunteers are a key part. Yeah, well, Minister, I, you know, I, I would echo that too. It's been one of the greatest things to see how people pass down the tradition of coming to agribition and working agribition and obviously a big part of their family operations. And, you know, if I was going to say one of the things that we have going for us is that, um, you know, agribition has become a place to do business, but also have some fun. So I appreciate the kind words, but you and I also, you know, we can get a little competitive between yourself and, and myself. And oh, yeah. The that's challenge one of the between gr- you two. Yeah. The, one of the, my favorite uh, uh, moments every year is, uh, is, you know, when I beat you in whatever challenge we've decided we're going to bite off that year. Yeah. Well, Chris, you, you can talk on the radio because you won once, but the rest we know who it, you know, the, the big one was, of course, last year with the, uh, with the shooting competition, which was, Fantastic, and this year the virtual one was also very good that you uh, squeaked it out. But uh, anyway, it's it's always a lot of fun. I I love doing it, uh, and we come up with these challenges every year that uh, is pretty entertaining. And uh, obviously, it really has a livestock uh, flavor to it and agribition flavor to it, which is really uh, we both really love to do. Yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing you again next year. Yeah, so I can beat you again. Yeah, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds intense. Thank you, Minister. Uh, Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time. All right. Thanks, David, for the call. It is uh, 9.35, and we are taking calls from Canadian Western Agribition. The memories that are out there. This gentleman has been waiting on the line. We'll talk to him briefly, and then we need to take a quick break. And we're going to uh, recall an exotic breed that rolled through the parking lot. That's all coming up. And uh, Jim Wilson, how are you today? Thanks for being patient and waiting. I'm good, thanks. So now you're calling from around the Verdon area. Tell us your story. Jim, yeah. ha- go ahead, Jim. Have you been have you been involved with agribition for long? I've uh, I showed it about the first thirty, and I've only missed three altogether. What's your memory of agribition? What's your thoughts? Oh, it's all just the people that you'd meet. Uh, you'd meet them there once a year, but you got to be good friends. And and when you were showing, you'd trade help. If you were showing one day, you might have three guys from three to four different retail and You'd go back and help them. It was just wonderful. You, the camaraderie you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, 
The closeness of the cattle producers is very evident. What I can't get over is also all the committee chairmen. They wait around for me in the newsroom because they know I want to do an interview. I want to ask them about such and such and such and such to do a highlight interview. And they're willing to share their time. They've got things back in the barns that are going on. They're in charge of their whole area in the barn. And yet, no, here they are ready to sit and chat for a moment. Well, they're... uh you can't be working with agricultural people. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate that call, Jim. And I, uh, you know, it's, it, it brings to mind such an important part of the agribition experience for people. And that really is, it's the, it's the chance to uh, connect with friends and neighbors that you might not have seen in a while. And that's something that that atmosphere is something you can't really build. Uh, it it kind of happens uh, thanks to the people that, that come to agribition. And it's our job to make sure that uh, we never lose that and we um, help grow that. All right. Well, you know what, uh, Jim, we're going to just get you to hang on the line, okay? Because I think Chris has something that he'd like to uh, pass along to you, okay? Okay, thanks. All right. Well, that's perfect. We're going to take uh, just a, a short break. But before we do, um, here's a here's a little snippet of a story that you guys might find interesting. And uh, maybe, Jim, you actually remember this. Don Hepburn is uh, a volunteer from way back. He was also a director, and he did butter sculptures in the day, which is now transformed into actually doing bronzes. And uh, Don is calling in to tell us a, a great story uh, from his years way back. Yes, Gloria. When I think back to when I sat on the board and volunteered there in the, mostly in the 1980s, we had some very interesting and fun times. One of the things that I always remember, and I still meet people from time to time who have the same memory, is when I sat on the board one year, I was looking after the horse events, which we had uh, draft horses and a quarter horse show and cutting. We had the Canadian finals for the non-pro cutting. Uh, we had... Uh, planned to have the finals on the Saturday night during the rodeo for the cutting competition. Unfortunately, we had released the cattle that we'd used throughout the week, and we needed to come up with about 30 head of cattle for that final competition on the Saturday night. Because we didn't have any, we decided we should just go over to the commercial cattle barn, which had just completed their sale, and I knew a number of the buyers, so they decided they would lend us 30 head, and we just had to find a way to move them from behind the old grandstand where the commercial cattle show used to be over to the Agrodome. So we, I went with some friends, and we went over to the swamp and recruited some cattle herders, and we went over and just opened the gates on the pens and turned out 30 steers and chased them through the cars and trucks in the parking lot, down the ramp, into the bottom of the Agadone, just in time for the cutting competition. And it was a colorful bunch of steers because it was the first time that the cutters had ever cut Pinsgauer cattle, the cattle, the dark cattle with the white stripe down their back. So in the, in the end, everything worked out. And when it was completed, the cattle went up the ramp and onto the trucks and off to their next home. <laughs> so that was quite an exciting event. <laughs> ah, the days of the exotics and exotic in more than just one way. Yes, yes. One one of the people who was competing, I believe, that year was uh, Ian Tyson. He was uh, in the Canadian finals for the non-pro cutters. So that was uh, sort of a highlight, too, uh, of of aggravation, where we had uh, lots of uh, well-known horsemen who were there that year.
And we're going to be taking more of your comments, and we've got some other special guests coming up. It's 939. That was Don Hepburn, Chris Lane, and uh, Jim Smalley are standing by. We'll be right back. So it's uh, 941. We're going to check in with Eric Johnson from Smoke and Oak. He's another uh, great uh, individual that has been part of Agribition. But first, I've got I've got a song that I kind of want to play, but Chris Lane... Uh, you know, the swamp, Don was talking a little bit about the swamp and it, a lot of people sad to see that old beast go, but it, uh, it had to go. <laughs> well, you know, what's surprising me is that we've had a couple people sort of drive by reference the swamp in their memories today. And I, you know, you can't talk about aggribition without talking about the swamp. It is, um, it's sort of the DNA and, and for anybody who doesn't know, it is this, you know, it was kind of this cubby hole of a bar, uh, cleaned out under the grandstands in the old stadium and uh, look, there was nothing fancy about it. There was nothing clean about it. Um, but, you know, a lot of agribition memories were made or either forgotten, depending on how you look at it <laughs> in the swamp. And, you know, I'm really privileged. I, I, you know, I came in, in, in uh, and got to be part of agribition with, in the last year of the swamp. So I did get, a, a, you know, a bit of that atmosphere. And, and we had some discussions around, you know, if, it, if that building's coming down and the swamp is gone, where's the new swamp going to be? And, and uh, you know, it was fun to talk about what it could be. And then in the end, we just decided, you know what, you can never replicate and, you know, maybe nor should you, uh, the kind of antics that would happen in the swamp. So we um, we decided maybe just to let it live in its own in its own infamy and history. And um, you know what, Jim just told me off air, and I can't believe this. I can't believe, Jim Smalley, you are in the Agribition Hall of Fame and you have never been to the swamp. No, I never. I was I was always working. I had work to do. You, I, you go put a couple. Oh, come on, Jim. That's you, a poor excuse. Yeah, I'm I'm right there well, behind you, Chris. Like, like I, 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 you know, I will admit, you know, I may have had a a drink or two in the early days with some of the presidents and special areas, but the swamp and sitting in the pub, I, I know, I, I see many people would get sick from aggravation. I'm talking journalists, you know. And as a matter of fact, the one of the biggest memories I have is watching two journalists take oreomycin. You're supposed to say, well, what's oreomycin? That is for pigs. That is an that antibiotic. That like a bad idea, Jim. It's an antibiotic for pigs. And I watched two reporters take it because they were so sick. So I, I, oh reserved, <laughs> I reserved my evenings to try and recover from the busy day of aggravation because there's, there's so much in and out of barns, hot and cold, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of smells, and boy, dude, the. I, you know I've what? got. Hey, can I? I just have one say thing to say, yeah. Jim. Stay away from the swine barn because that's where I always got sick because I was working with the auctioneers there, and it yeah. was like. Can I also just say here? <laughs> can we just be honest that there's a lot of reasons that people got the aggravation <laughs> flu that is famous? Yeah, but I have. I have a hunch that that any sickness that everybody got, the aggravation flu, was only accelerated or incubated by whatever was consumed in the swamp. So let's just put that <laughs> on the table and maybe leave it there. We have a call, actually, from somebody that might just know a little bit about the swamp. Burl Campbell, how are you today, Burl? I'm doing well, Gloria. How are you? We're doing great. We're bringing back some great memories here, and I know you've got a boatload of them. I do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to start. I just, I have to, um, strongly second what Bruce Holmquist mentioned, my gratefulness that there were no, uh, phone cameras <laughs> in the day. There is more than enough pictures floating around right now, and that was before you could just whip out your phone and take one. So, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, I, I have some issues with Mr. Smalley saying he was too busy to go to the swamp. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but 
that's just not possible. That is just not possible. I've worked on crews where we've had 20, 30 head in the barn, and by God, we made it to the swamp at least once a day. So, and, and I guess the other thing I just want to say you, you, is... You, re- you realize how bad it sounds, I can sound bad as it is, how bad it sounds if you've had a couple brewskis under your belt and you go on the air, that is kind of considered not acceptable <laughs> in my in my trade. So that's a key reason why I stayed away when I had to go on the air and do reports. And I was there were times I was doing reports once an hour, you know, at, out, out of aggravation. So it's one of those things, you start having uh, something under your belt, and you're not going to sound very good. You're not going to sound... As a matter of fact, I remember one journalist I heard went down to cover the Denver Stock Show. It wasn't me, but uh, he signed off and didn't sign it off. He was in Denver, so it it can happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it can, but, yep, you know, there's after hours, too. So, However, you know, I will say, Jim, that I think that there is, between myself and many of my friends, we likely partook of the swamp enough for you as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. And I, that was one of my trade secrets that I, I tried to keep away from there so that I could get some good stories. And really, uh, it was just one of those things that uh, you, you you can blow so much time in there. You're, you're All of a sudden, you're getting a... Well, with cell phones now, you're getting a nasty call. Hey, where's that report? You know what, though? I would just say also that, it, it, you know, lots of stories like that, too. But, you know, we hear stories all the time about, you know, long-term relationships and business relationships and deals that got done either in or just outside of the swamp. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, the term business incubator is pretty popular right now. But I think, you know, maybe we were the original <laughs> agriculture business incubator there. And uh, I think the relationships that people make and the friendships they've made there have surely stood the test of time all right well thanks burl thank you gloria and i just can if i can just say thank you so much to the board the directors the staff everyone that's keeping this dream alive for next year it's just going to be bigger and better than ever and it's it's 50 years boys so bring it on yeah isn't that incredible (laughs) 50 years you know i remember hearing stories 20 30 years ago burl about how calgary would love to have something like this oh they want this and here we've kept it all right. Yep. Well, great to be Calgary. Thanks, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. All right. We're going to take another break. Uh, Jim's got a look at the grain prices for today. This is Friday, 936-6262, We've got one more special guest that's going to be coming up soon. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. And we've got uh, another call coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to touch base with Eric Johnson. And he is the brisket king today. Thanks, Gloria. I'll take that new name. Now, you've dealt a lot with agribition. You've met some incredible cattle people over the years. Tell us what agribition means to somebody like yourself. Well, you know, agribition always brings a lot of people to town. So for restaurants like ours, it's it's always a, a boost or shot in the arm. Uh, we always enjoy having the agribition people in town. Uh, they come by the restaurant to see us, or they would see us at agribition. You know, we were there for, for many, many years, and, and uh, cattle people are our kind of people. We miss aggravation, but you can come by the restaurant and see us here. And you've got your thoughts on on Christmas now with something very special. Tell us about that. We do. You know, we always do turkey dinners for Christmas. And uh, during COVID, we started doing individually packaged meals. Uh, You know, we do turkey dinners, a whole turkey with the the whole meal. But during COVID, 
uh, at Father's Day and Easter, we did individually packaged meals, and it was really popular because if there's only four or five people and they don't want to share the serving spoons and so on, we package it up. They can still have their dinner together. All right, sounds good. And if people just want to come by for a meal, of course, they can still do that or take out. You betcha. How do people get a hold of you, the Brisket King, Eric Johnson at Smoke and Oakies? Where do they find you? We're at 2547 Quant Street. That's just a block south of the old Costco in the East Landing Mall. Or on the web at smokeandoakiesbbq.com. All right, there we go, Eric Johnson. And you know what? We are just flying here. We've only got a certain amount of time left, and I think you gentlemen will be happy to hear what's going on with this commercial sale that's taking place for Canadian Western Agribition over at Johnston's. Isn't that where it is, Chris? Yeah, that's right. We've got uh, a commercial sale. We've we've been able to do a couple things this year that we would, uh, you know, with some modifications that we would normally like to see, and one of them is this, uh, this commercial cattle sale that we've got coming up on Saturday. And Scott's on the line with us right now. Scott, how are you doing? Oh, very good, thank you. I'm just out here in Moose Jaw. So, give us the the rundown. What's happening over there? Well, we didn't want uh, uh, exhibition to bypass this year without uh, a sale. So, as the commercial committee here, we decided to put on a commercial cattle sale. So, there's a great selection of heifers out in Moose Jaw to sell tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock. So, you've got how many entries? Uh, just under 200. I think about 180 heifers here so how do you expect how do you expect prices to go this year ah i think they'll be fairly strong the good heifers always sell good so maybe not quite as good as other years but i guess we'll see yeah, and I just got to say, Scott, it's been a it's been a real pleasure to, to to you know to work with the committee and 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 have that interest still, and obviously. Um, you know the beef cattle industry doesn't stop just because of covid and even though we can't be you know we can't be hosting the sale or doing the event at agribition like we normally would it's still important that that you know if we can help spin the wheels of of business for exhibitors we're going to do that and i appreciate the help to do it well that sounds good agriculture can't stop we got to eat that's that's the one thing that out of covid19 taught me sure number one health number two food yeah absolutely All right, Scott, thanks so much, and uh, good luck with that sale. Well, we are almost wrapping up here, you guys. We have about a minute left, and I know, Jim, you've got, you walked in with about two inches worth of paperwork of all the stories you could have told from meeting the Duke of Edinburgh to riding on a bull, and ay, ay, ay. Your book is coming out when? No, I should put out a book, but no, I don't have any plans for a book. But that is a good story, the riding a bronco bull. My first year at aggravation, I did an interview from the top of a bronco bull, a Brahma bull, because it was an entertainment in at Agribition. And what the funny story is, is people, wow, you're on that boat? No, and that's not the big deal. The big deal was, because I did the interview for radio and television, and so I was on top of a bull, but the big deal of that was the sheepdog and the monkey. He, there was a little stool there right beside me, and he warned me, don't worry about the bull. Watch for that monkey. He can bite your finger off. <laughs> the Sheepdog and the Monkey. That sounds like a great title for your book, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a kid's book. I'm not sure. Yeah, Chris, I want you to give us a quick rundown as to what else is happening with Agribition. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to let the, let the hour go by without talking about some of the things we are still doing. So, you know, we right now we've got a search for the top 50 most influential people in Canadian agriculture. And, any you know, anybody... Um, 
listening here probably know someone who belongs on that list, so go to agribition.com for that. Obviously, we've got our commercial sale coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, we've got a whole um, series of videos uh, that are posted and will be posted around some of the online virtual competitions we've got, so check that out. And we've also got an entire web series on television around our rodeo and the sport of rodeo uh, altogether. And I would say just before we got to go that I'm going to make up my New Year's resolution to uh, attend and buy tickets for every single show, concert, hockey game, <laughs> all those things that I can in 2021 because then I would encourage everybody to do that because not just Agribition needs it, but every local business and local event is going to need a rebound year in 2021 and I think uh, we should all do our part to help that. I know I will be. All right. Thank you very much, you guys. Chris Lane and Jim Smalley. We'll all get together again, maybe even next week. Drew Posty has the news. It's 959.